From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. Right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I am so happy today because we're talking about health and fitness, and we're talking about yoga, and we're talking about aging, you know, and I'm here with Lucy, and we are just, I think, soulmates because, you know, we were talking right before the show, Tracy, that we like I joined my gym and I joined my local gym. It's very expensive because it's close by. And I was missing my uh, workouts because I'm a single mom, soul supporting two kids. My dad lives with me. He's 87. I have a lot of pressure on me. And the first thing to go was my fitness. It was my nutrition and my workouts. If I had to take my kids somewhere or my older kid or my dad, that took precedent over my health. And what I realized, if I don't make a point in my life for my health, I won't have my health. Then I had a big cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago. I went through a year of immunotherapy. I am cancer-free right now, but I was stage 3C metastatic malignant melanoma, the worst one you can have of skin cancers. And so I had to have like a come to Jesus and really think about what I'm doing. And I know myself, Lucy, I will punt my workout for something else. Like I don't have that discipline. And so what I did was I got certified and now I teach a fitness class for over 40. That is uh, an indoor cycle class combined with yoga and stretching, because I don't want to be the hunched over woman who can't get through the grocery store. And I have to believe caring for our bodies Maybe it won't remove it, but it can minimize it. And there was a lady at the drop-off at school, Lucy, and I would drop my kids off in the morning at the elementary school. And she had to be 75 if she was a day. She's a volunteer to help the cars go through. And the way she walked and the way she moved, it was like, kind of like Mary Tyler Moore revisited, (laughs) Because she dressed like Mary Tyler Moore with her cute little outfits. And I got to talk to her one day. She said, my secret to yoga, my secret to youth is yoga. And she moved so beautifully. And I'm like, I don't move that beautifully. And I'm 35. Like something's got to go. So I'm so glad that we can talk about this today because you're on that same kind of mindset as me. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful to hear that you are cancer free. And I had thyroid cancer 15 years ago. And that's actually how I started practicing yoga. After I had my surgery and my treatment, my doctor said, okay, I need you to do two things. And I remember thinking to myself, if this man tells me to put on a tutu at 5am every morning and do cartwheels in my driveway, I think I'll do it, right? Exactly. (laughs) And but the two things he recommended that I do or insisted that I do is to take 
my med- my thyroid medicine every day because that's important and to practice yoga. And I said, okay. And so I came back home. I started looking for a yoga class. I, I had taken ballet growing up. And so that movement was familiar to my body. Yes. And so I took my first yoga class and my first thought was, where has this been all my life? Why have I not done this before now? And it's funny because I've never met anyone who practices yoga who says, gee, you know, I wish I'd started yoga later in life. Everybody says, gee, I wish I started yoga earlier in life because it is a, it's a lifelong activity. And that's what I love about yoga. It really meets you where you are. And there are a lot of different styles and flavors of yoga. And so, you know, you have the opportunity to practice whatever kind of yoga you need right now in your life. And I'm just so proud of you, you know, for making time for your yourself and, and, and to, you know, to move your body, because I think now more than ever for our physical health and our mental health, we have got to be proactive. Like that is so important. We have got to get ahead of it and be proactive. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, Lucy, when, when, when my husband left the kids and me, you know, my kids were three months old and three years old. And I found myself suddenly single, you know, he got up and he's like, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want you anymore. I don't want any of this anymore. And he was gone. And that was really hard for me. And I was so angry and everybody told me to go to yoga. And I went to yoga and I wrote this article, like if you look it up online, yoga did not help me learn to forgive (laughs) because I was in the wrong brain state. I was so traumatized. I was so angry. I was so stressed. I go to my first yoga class. And first of all, everybody in there were like stick figures because it's Southern California. And then the guy next to me is like a thousand years old and smells bad. And all I wanted to do, Lucy, the whole class was do one pose better than the old man or the stick figure. So I was not in the right mindset to go in. And, you know, I, I fell over at the end. And then the yoga instructor humiliated me because she's like, is this your first class? I'm like, no, I just come every week and fall over. Like, you know, I didn't say that, you know, but I left in tears and the whole experience was so horrible. Now, fast forward two years, just two simple years. My, my house is on track. My kids are on track. My divorce is over. I'm moving on and everything. And I go in because I have this, you know, stiffness everywhere. I was literally walking like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. And I'm not, I am not, not fit. I'm like, what is going on with me? Well, I was working a lot in programming. That's my background is computer programming, computer science, you know, before I became a syndicated radio host and I'm sitting, you know, all cramped up, shoulders tight, elbows in, and everything hurt, Tracy. And I would go for these massages, would would help me for like two days. And then I'm like, I can't do a massage every two days. First of all, I can't afford it. Second, I don't have the time. And then I was teaching my spin class because that did allow me the, 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 music and the repetition and the sweating allowed me to burn off my anger. 
Okay. I couldn't burn off my anger because I think when your anger is really hot, it's not going to work with yoga. It's just, there's, a, there's like a step in there. And then the lady who teaches the class after mine is like, Hey, why don't you stay for yoga? And I'm like, yoga's for old people. Eh, like, I'm not going to do that. That's slow. Like, why do I need slow? And she said to me, well, Sam, you know, your life is very fast. You get up early in the morning, you're running with your kids, you're running with your dad, you know, you're running your company, you're doing all this stuff. And she goes, I see you. She goes, you blow into your spin class like a tornado and then you run around on the bike. It's all hot energy. She goes, you need some cooling in your life. And of course, Lucy, I was like, okay, yogi, hippie, goofy, doofy, And, you know, go home, you know, but of course, you know, I'm crippled driving home. I can barely hold the steering wheel. And then I thought, you know what? I'll try it. Maybe she knows something I don't. Just maybe, you know, just maybe, just maybe, you know, and I got in there and it was like Frankenstein trying to do yoga. You know, I couldn't bend over. And then she said, come to my assisted class. And the assisted class had a chair in it. And it was supportive with blocks and and ropes and things that I could start doing some of the poses with assistance. And then I came home, Lucy, and I'm like, oh, like my lower back moves. Yes. And my knees don't hurt. And so that started this kind of screechy, I'll go to yoga class if I have to. And now I have a pink bag. I have a pink yoga mat. I have a pink strap. And then when it's wintertime, I switch to blue and I'm so happy. And I actually do certain yoga stretches when I get up in the morning and before I go to bed at night. And if you had asked me, would I be, you know, a yoga, pushing yoga and putting yoga in my spin class at the beginning, during and after, I would have said, you are out of your cotton picking mind. But I'm now that lady that I see at drop off and people tell me your posture is beautiful. Your the way you walk is beautiful because I used to trudge, you know, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. strong and I'm, I'm fast and I'm strong and now, get out of my way. <laughs> exactly. I've gone from like a steamroller to a ballerina and I feel good. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience with your first yoga class. That, that was me. me that was on me. <laughs> well, some of it was probably the instructor too saying what she said to you. But um, the reason that you feel so much better and you felt so much better after you know you went back to yoga again is because our joints have this uh, this kind of lining, this kind of cushion in them. It's called synovium. And it, it kind of looks like a sponge if you, you know, if you look it up on the internet. And so when we sit and we don't move, you know how you sit in the car for a long time on a road trip and you get out and you're like, it's because all that synovial fluid has kind of dried out. And so when we start to move, we, we kind of squeeze that sponge and it releases that synovial fluid and it lubricates our joints. And does That's- that get worse as you get older? Because what I notice when I sit and do radio, I get Franken legs, like mm-hmm. after like an hour radio show, which I never did, you know, 15 years ago. 
Absolutely. It does get worse as you get older. So you just need to take breaks and get up and walk around and move and stretch. So, but I always think it's funny because, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, kind of being maybe a little intimidated to go to yoga or like, I just don't know if this is right for me. And I always scared get to death. <laughs> I always get tickled because people say, well, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. And I, I want to say, that's like saying, I don't know how to speak Spanish. So I'm not going to go take a Spanish class. <laughs> right. I mean, you go to yoga. <laughs> you don't go to yoga because you're flexible. You go to yoga to one of the things that improves is flexibility. So it always cracks me up when people are like, well, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I'm like, okay. Well, and I wasn't, you know, I could barely bend over when I went to my first yoga class. And that's why Kathy put me on a, you know, like I use a folding chair. And what's Mm -hmm. funny is now after taking her class for years, I still use a folding chair sometimes if I'm tired. You know, like I don't try to push it. I'm not trying to, you know, downward dog if I'm not feeling it or if it's that time of the month for me. Like, you know, there's things that I didn't, I had to, like, I have this thing, you know, I used to work with the Marines for for many years and they always taught me battles are won and lost in the mind. So I had to change my thinking because I'm like, why am I going to yoga? Am I going so I can lift my legs straight over my head with my hands on the ground? No, I'm going there so that I can do a better job in my life. Like when my arms don't hurt, I can program and go to bed at night and sleep. Like it's to me like regular maintenance. We rotate our tires on our car regularly, but we wouldn't go in and move our connective tissue regularly so that we can do the things we need to do. And for me, Lucy, the other side effect that I didn't know before I started the practice of yoga was, first of all, how good I felt. But second, that I could leave a yoga class with the same feeling as a full body massage. Absolutely. And, you know, I love what you're talking about that, you know, even after however long you've been practicing yoga, you still sometimes use a chair and other props. And my motto is practice with the body you have today, because yes. that's, that, that's the only body you have. And our body is different every day. We wake up, maybe we didn't sleep well, or we have a crick in our neck, or we have a lot on our mind or, or whatever it is. We shouldn't, and we, we feel exactly. bloated and gross. Exactly. Or right now my sinuses are all flared up because the seasons are changing. Yep. And so it's all about just coming onto your mat and being in the body that you have right now and accepting that body and working with it rather than fighting it right. because that's not going to accomplish anything. Is it? No, no. And you know, and I've had to put, um, I've had to put like guardrails, like, you know, how a guardrail keeps you from going off the road. 
I had to put guardrails in my life to help me keep up with my yoga practice because I have like a hundred mile an hour day every day. And I, I went to Amazon and I bought one of those laminated posters like they have in the gym and I put it on the wall of my bathroom. And then I bought a yoga mat and granted I use it as a bath mat too. Like I put the yoga mat on my floor in my bathroom and it stays there permanently. I don't roll it up and, you know, and, but it's there to remind me. And when I get out of the bath, tub or before I get in the bathtub, I can do a few stretches and I can look up at that poster and go, okay, what stretch am I going to do? And I'll, I'll kind of do, and I'm brushing my teeth. Like imagine me, you know, I'm, I'm a big modeler of behavior. So in the morning, I'm brushing my teeth in the morning at night, I'm brushing my teeth. I kind of look over at the poster and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of stiff there. And then I pick the pose. I have one for yoga poses and one for stretches. And then I do what's on that chart. And it takes me like two minutes. It doesn't, I'm not stopping to do a full yoga practice because I can't always do that every day. And then when I'm at bed, at bedtime, I'm brushing my teeth, brushing my teeth going, oh, you know, my lower back's bothering me. My hips are bothering me. Everything's feels tight. You know, I did five hours of radio, brush, brush, brush. I did a good job today. Then I'm like, what, what on these charts could I do to help me sleep better? And again, then I take, you know, maybe five minutes. It's usually five minutes at night, maybe two or three minutes in the morning. So I'm doing my eight minutes of yoga a day without even thinking. And that to me is a modern single mom's yoga practice. Because again, that battles are won and, you know, lost in the mind. If I think I can only take one yoga class a week, because that's what my schedule permits right now, that's faulty thinking. You know, I can go to that class once a week and enjoy it. And it's an hour class and I love every bit of it, you know, but then I can come home. And even sometimes before I go to bed, I have a big sleigh bed, a big Cal King sleigh bed, a wood one. I love to hang on the end and do a couple of the supported stretches. And I'm like, that might take me again, two, three minutes. So there's a 15 minute yoga practice every day, but it's built around, and I'm kind of Pavlov's dog. It's built around toothbrushing. I love that. And I love that you're incorporating it into your life. And what's really awesome that I'm hearing you say is that you are listening to your body and figuring out, okay, what does my body need today? Rather than, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this stretch and this stretch and this stretch and check the boxes. I'm going to listen to my body. Is my neck stiff? Is my low back tight? You know, you're really listening to your body and figuring out what you need in that moment to help you feel better. And that's, that's just a huge, almost epiphany for a lot of people to actually stop and listen to your body. That's just, that's an accomplishment, Sandra. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's toothbrushing. It's toothbrushing. It's, you know, we it's all simple. stand there brushing, you know, for at least 30 seconds. Sometimes for me, if you're a little tooth weird, you know, it might be a minute and a half for me. I'm brushing for a minute and a half. If I'm standing there, like, why wouldn't I do a body check and go, what's going on with me? And my dad is 87 and I have him doing, he calls them his stretches. He's got to do his stretches before he goes to bed because he sleeps better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the thing that I love and you're, you figured this out is that with yoga, you feel better immediately, right? 
but it's also cumulative. And so it, it builds upon itself. And especially as it becomes a habit or a practice that you incorporate into your life, even if it's 10 minutes a day, it builds on itself and you feel better when you do it, but then it builds on itself and you, and it has long-term effects like the lady in her seventies in the pickup line. I mean, she didn't just go take her first yoga class, right? No, and, and she's she walking. Had been, her movement yeah. is like a 20-year-old. And in fact, like, this is so awful. But when she turned around, I was like, oh, you know, because <laughs> from her back, like, you know, she had this nice little bob and she would always wear like a zipper, like sport top kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then she'd have either like cute little leggings or maybe a skirt with tights under it, you know, but she looked really cute and, you know, and from a, from a far away and, you know, not that I went like, Oh, you know, like she didn't look bad, but I was actually taken aback and completely shocked at her age. Like when she turned around and I'm like, how are you walking like a 20 year old? Like you're, you're just, your movements are so graceful. And so you know, they're just so easy. I'm like, I want that because I'm a big modeler. Like I want, you know, what do you have? What do you have that I want and how do I get it? What are you doing? Cause success leaves clues. Well, and isn't that what we all want? Um, as we age, we want to move with ease. We want to feel good in our bodies. We want yep. to be able to go and do all the things that we <laughs> want to do. And we don't want our body to be a limitation to keep us from doing those things. Right. You know, I want, I love to go hiking. And so I want to be strong and have good balance, you know, not to say that I haven't fallen and twisted my ankle while hiking before, but I can recover quickly. And so, you know, that's one thing that's beautiful about yoga is that it's a practice that, that really improves our quality of life. And helps us be able to go and do all these other things that we want to do to enjoy life. Well, that's it. You know, and this is one of the things too, Trace, that, or I'm sorry, not Tracy, uh, Lucy. I did a show with Tracy Cromwell right before you. And, you know, we were talking about some of these things, you know, with regard to fitness. But if you're not a young mom, like I'm, I had my kids when I was 36 and 39. So I didn't have my kids in the, in my twenties. And so my body didn't respond the way other bodies do. Like when I was in the hospital, I was standing in line and this girl behind me is, she's like, oh, she's like, I'm so old. And she's like, I can't believe I'm having a baby at 28. And I was like, Ooh, like <laughs> try a little mother decade. And at 39, when I had my second kid, I was like, wow, like this this is, this is not uh, a young body. Like that's when I first felt my body had aged. Like, cause I really didn't Lucy, I really didn't notice any difference from my twenties, thirties. Then I got to be about 44, 45. And I'm like, Ooh, like there's some weight going on here and Ooh, this isn't moving the same way. And then, you know, I get to 49 and I'm like, okay, like what is going on here? Because I watched, you know, two reruns of friends and had my, you know, diet Pepsi, which is what I love to do at night. And I get up and I'm like, oh, well, where did that come from? That stiffness. And 
you know, and it's funny because my friends, my peer girlfriends, my mom friends, we all laugh and they're like, does it hurt when you get up now? Does it hurt after you've been sitting a while? Like what is going on here? And those were the first clues that I had that, cause I'm blonde and I, I don't turn gray. So I'm like that. I'm like, yeah, I got a couple wrinkles. I got a few things, you know, you look in the mirror and you go, okay, well, my skin, my skin is aging. But I didn't think my internals were aging, you know, why I don't know, until I started realizing when I sat and I got up and I'm like, Ooh, hello, 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 stiffness, you know, <laughs> goodbye, stiffness, what can I do to get rid of this stiffness? Well, and you know, one thing that's really cool about yoga is that, yes, it's a physical activity, it's a physical practice, and, and you hear people who've done yoga for a long time, call it a practice because it is always a practice. You're never, you're never perfect at yoga. It's a practice every day. But the other thing is that yoga is also, it's a mind body practice. And so, you know, you, you can be walking on the treadmill or even on a spin bike, which is great exercise, but you could be doing those things and your brain could be anywhere. Like you can be walking on the treadmill you're thinking about your grocery list or, and you know, I do. Yeah. But in yoga, how often do you think about your grocery list? Because you we're you getting everything. You can't, you're exactly right. We're getting it all on the same page, mind, yep. body, you know, using the breath, pulling it all together and getting every, everything, all the parts of you working in unison because yoga, the definition of yoga means to yoke or to unite. So we're uniting body, mind, and spirit, and we're using the movement and the breath to unite everything. So it's truly mindful as opposed to so many things that we do in our daily lives that are mindless, right? Gotcha. Well, and that explains why I don't cry and spin, but sometimes I cry in yoga. I'm like, I did a whole class and I, I was like, my face was all wet and I thought I was really sweating. And then I realized they were tears. Like, I don't know what was released in me. I don't know what was let go. Like, I really don't. It's not like I went in and I'm like, I'm going to let go of my divorce. I'm going to let go of my cancer. I'm going to go let go of my mom's death. Like, you know, cause I, you know, if you don't know any better, you come in with like these, like for me, I had all these presuppositions about yoga. Like if I didn't do it every day, it wouldn't work. (laughs) If I didn't take a class, it wouldn't work. If I didn't do at least a half an hour or 10 minutes, it wouldn't work, you know, and that's that kind of battle was lost in the mind. And I'm like, and I also had this, these kind of um, biases in my head of going, well, yoga doesn't burn enough calories. Like yoga doesn't, I had a million yoga doesn't, I had very few yoga does. Well, it's interesting because it's very common for emotions to come out on the mat. And um, there are a couple of little sayings that, you know, you'll hear yoga teachers say one is that your mat is a mirror it's a mirror of your life 
And sometimes when you're struggling with something on your yoga mat, (coughs) it mirrors something you might be struggling with in life. But another thing that we talk about is that your issues are in your tissues. And so, and that comes straight from Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote the book, The Body Keeps the Score. And so all the trauma you've ever had in your life is, is stored somewhere in your body. And so it's very, very common for, for emotions. And you don't even necessarily, like you said, you don't even necessarily identify, oh, I'm releasing my divorce, my cancer, all my struggles. It just, emotion just comes out. And sometimes it really catches people by surprise, but it's good because that means that you're, you're moving, you're releasing all that crap and you're in a, you know, that you're in a safe space. And so, I mean, we could, we could spend all day getting into the science of yoga and all the neuroscience behind it. And so, you know, you've talked about how you are go, 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 go. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You get a lot done. So your, your central nervous system, you have your sympathetic nervous system, which is what we think of as fight, flight, or freeze. And then you have your parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system, which is what we, when we talk about rest and digest. And so when we're go, 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 get it done, that we are in sympathetic drive and there's nothing wrong with that. We need our sympathetic nervous system to help us get things done. But if we live our whole entire lives in sympathetic and we never spend any time in parasympathetic, what's going to happen? We're going to have heart disease. We're going to have high blood pressure. We're going to have all kinds of, um, we're going to have migraine headaches. We're going to have all kinds of physical manifestations of living in that constant sympathetic state. And so the beauty of yoga and especially the breathing techniques that we do in yoga is that it helps us transition back into parasympathetic. And that's the key. And the vagus nerve which is, it's the 10th cranial nerve and it gets its name from the Latin root word for vagabond. It's a wanderer. It wanders throughout your body. It innervates in your ears. It goes through your diaphragm into your gut, your lungs. And so because it goes through your diaphragm, when we do that slow, deep diaphragmatic breathing in yoga, we're stimulating our vagus nerve and our vagus nerve is really the key that allows us to transition with ease back and forth from our sympathetic nervous system to our parasympathetic nervous system as we need to, so that we don't stay stuck in one or the other. Wow. So there's, I, I get really, I love to like geek out on all the, the science yeah, part of yoga. I know why we're doing it. Like, like, I don't know why I feel so good after when I'm just bent over, like, you know, and, you know, or the breathing, like, and and I'll be honest, like when I first started Kathy's class, she's like, okay, we're going to breathe out of one nostril and then breathe out of the other one. And I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? Like I, I can, there's a lot of things I can't do, but you know what? I can breathe. Like I, I can do this. I can breathe in, I can breathe out. I can stare at the floor. Like, you know, some of this stuff, when you don't know any better, sounds really stupid like it, it, it is I mean I'm just being honest like this is where it's like the battles are won or lost in the mind and I'm like 
but I love Kathy and she's the nicest lady. And she does have that Mary Tyler Moore beautiful, you know, movement to her. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to trust that she knows more than I do. Even though I think it sounds really stupid. I will like do that like weird Spock finger pose <laughs> on your face. And I did it, you know, and let's be honest, some, some things do more for me than others. Well, and you know, breathing it, it like you said, Breathing is an involuntary, I mean, we, we don't have to think about breathing, right? But breathing can also be voluntary and we can manipulate our breath to manipulate our nervous system. So if you, if you have just been going 90 to nothing all day and, and you're, you know, you've got to take your dad to the doctor and you've got stuff going on with your kids and work, and then, you know, you have a flat tire or your battery dies and you're just like, ah, what next? And you just feel yourself, you know, you feel it, you feel yourself just, just kind of ramping up. Yeah. You can pause and just take my favorite breathing technique is just the balanced breath, just breathing in and out and bringing your inhale and your exhale into balance with each other and making them about the same length. And so you don't have to, that's not complicated. You can do that anywhere, anytime. And it doesn't matter. Like you can count the beats of your breath, kind of like a metronome, but the number doesn't matter. It's your number. So maybe your inhale is a four count and then your exhale is a four count, or maybe it's five, but you can pause. We have the power to do that, to pause and say, okay, my, I'm getting all stressed out and all been out of shape. What do we say to somebody when they're all been out of shape? We say, take a deep breath. Right. And so we have that power if we will just harness it and do it and pause and just take some slow, steady breaths. And it will just help bring everything kind of decompress and bring everything into balance. It's not, it's not complicated at all. Well, it's not. And it's, it's, you know, and that's one of the things like where, again, I thought it was really dumb and I'm the first one to admit that I'm not the most with it, with this stuff. But when my, my Apple watch tells me to breathe, (laughs) you know, it'll buzz my wrist and go, okay, Sam, time to take a breath. And the first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, this is the dumbest thing. And then again, I'm like, okay, Apple's pretty smart. You know, maybe they know something more than I do. And because when you're going a month, a hundred miles an hour and you're used to being, doing, creating, going, you have this like weird um, ego. I'm, I know what my body needs. (laughs) You know, I know what I need. I know how to get things done. Well, how to get things done. The glorification of busyness. Yes, doesn't translate to getting it done in a way that is kind, that is way of gentle, that is nurturing to your body. And I don't want to run my car into the ground. So why would I run my body into the ground? So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll try the breathing thing, even though it looks really dumb. And now I make sure it's set for like 10 times a day. Cause the one thing I did notice about breathing and here I am been breathing since I'm born, I should be good at it was, <laughs> um, I don't breathe. 
when I'm stressed, when I'm running, I hold my breath. And I think a lot of people do. And that was the one thing that my watch band plus Kathy's class was like, wow, you know what? I don't know how to breathe and I'm not breathing right. And I'm not breathing in a way that suits what I need to do. Absolutely. And I I think so many people feel the same way. They just, they're like, oh, well, breathing's not a big deal. But when we get stressed, our breath gets shorter and shallower. And it's almost like we're just breathing, like the, the depth of our breath is our collarbones, maybe our sternum. And we get these short, shallow breaths. And so to be able to focus and bring that breath all the way down, think about bringing it all the way down into your belly. It, it will stimulate your vagus nerve and it will help you. It, it's like a chill pill, basically, you know. Well, and who knew? Like, you know, here's who the knew? thing, like, you know, and I, when I say things like it sounds so stupid, it sounds as this, I'm not saying it for other people to believe this. I'm telling you what was in my head. Like, I think I'm a smart girl. And then I'm like, no, you don't know how to breathe. No, you don't know how to move. And once I incorporated just simple breathing and simple yoga things, like I'm not trying to eagle pose, wrap my head around my neck. You know what I mean? Like crazy, <laughs> crazy, you know, cause when you see the poses on social media, you're like, wow, look at this person. Like she looks like a human pretzel. I'm not trying to be the human pretzel. I'm trying to incorporate something in my life as I age. That's going to help me. Absolutely. Another thing that's really interesting about, about yoga is so yoga improves proprioception, which proprioception is, it just basically means understanding where your body is in space. And so people who are kind of clumsy, maybe their proprioception is a little off and 70% of proprioceptive communication comes from our feet and our ankles. So as we age, you know, balance is important, right? Like sure. I always tell my students, one of my goals for them is, is that they don't ever fall and break a hip. I want them to have core strength and balance so that if they do, if, if they trip, they're able to fall gracefully. And then I always tell people, if you fall, come to down dog and walk your hands back to your feet and get yourself up that way because you're balanced coming up, but going back to the proprioception. So as we age, yes, balance becomes an issue for a lot of people. And, and yoga is shown in multiple studies to help improve proprioception. And so that communication that is coming up through our feet and our ankles and telling our brain, okay, this is where we are. This is where, this is where my body is in relation to my environment. And it, it's, there's science behind it. It's, it's legitimate. It's the real deal. See, and that's so important because we're all aging. Like it's going to happen, you know, it might happen sooner for other people. You know, like I look sometimes at, you know, women, my own age, and I'm like, wow, like we're the same age. Wow. You know, like, and sometimes they're much younger looking than me. And sometimes they're much older looking than me. And I'm like, it's not about how you look, but 
one of the things that with like proper nutrition, proper hydration, proper movement and balance, um, you feel younger. And when you feel younger, you do more, you have more fun. You know, I have one friend, you know, that I wish I'm going to actually send her a link to this show and I'm not going to use her name because she'll get really mad at me, but, but she is just an absolutely lovely person who has about as much flexibility in her personal life as well as like a stick. And she's like, well, I've always walked. Walking is what I do. And I'm like, so-and-so like come to yoga with me, like, or let's do some here in the park. Like, let's just do a little. And she does that same thing you talk about, which is like, I'm not flexible. I'm not flexible. I can't do that. And I'm like, well, so you got to start somewhere, you know? And, And she's like, I don't bend like you do. And I'm like, I didn't bend like I do, but I've been doing this for a year now and I feel so good. So, and so, and I want you to feel good too. No, I can't do that. You know, so. And the the interesting thing is, well, so the interesting thing about that, and I tell my students this all the time is, you know, yes, we are, we are, we're growing our physical flexibility, right? You know, people who, you know, runners who start doing yoga, who, couldn't even bend over and touch their toes. Maybe they can touch their knees, you know, after six months of doing yoga on a consistent basis, they're going to have more flexibility in their hamstrings. But the other thing we're building, and I tell my students this all the time is mental flexibility. We are, we are improving our ability to basically uh, juke and jive with the things that come at us in life. And, and, and that's, that's just as important as the physical flexibility. But I would tell your friend, I would say, let's just, let's just try it. Like, what are you afraid of? Right. You know, it's yoga is not scary. I promise. It's not scary. But I think people do get scared. I think people think it's for some weird granola eating yoga, smearing, like hippie dippy, Whatever. And I will admit, I do smear yoga in my face and I am, you know, hippy dippy, like seriously, but it's also because you feel so good. Like that's one of the things, like we were talking the other day, Lucy, um, in my, my over 40 spin class, you know, which is, is super fun. I mean, we play disco, we're there to Donna summer. Like, you know, sometimes I play music from Caddyshack. Like it's just so much fun. And we were all talking about, you know, there's about 10 or 15 of us regulars in, in my class. And we're all talking about like how much we love our lives, like how much fun we have and how much, and I'm like, exercise is so much better than a glass of wine or, you know, a joint, you know, it's California. So pot's legal here, you know, all these things that people do to unwind and relax. And I'm like, what if, you found a way to unwind and relax naturally. Guess what? There's no side effects. I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm sore. That that's probably the only thing. Sometimes I'm a little sore from certain stretches, but that's a small price to pay. And the other thing that you get as a huge benefit is you feel so good and you sleep so good. Absolutely. And I love hearing about all your fun music that you use in spin class. You know, I am, I have, 
my website, Pajama Yoga with Lucy, that I started during COVID. And then I also have the honor of getting to teach at a beautiful holistic counseling and wellness center here called Living Well. And it's been so fun because, you know, we have we have kind of, you know, your basic yoga classes and we have restorative yoga classes and we work with, you know, clients. I do individual sessions with clients who come over, who the counselors refer them. And so we, we work with all kinds of different things. And sometimes yoga can, can be serious and those emotions can come out, but yoga can also be fun. And uh, we're doing a class called Gloga. And in fact, I just got home from covering the windows of the studio with black butcher paper. And we uh, we're going to have glow sticks and black lights. And my playlist includes Ghostbusters, Thriller, The Addams Family. I mean, we're going to have a blast and be fun and crazy and silly. I'm going to do it for the staff uh, this afternoon. And then we're going to have have it for our students next week. But that's what, that's what's so fun is it, it can be restorative and gentle and nurturing and peaceful and releasing. And then it can also be fun and silly and goofy and just a time to, to cut loose and forget about everything that's going on in the world. And that's, that's what's so fun about it. Well, yeah, your workout can be your happy hour. You know, yoga can be your happy hour. Spin class can be your happy hour. And, you know, I think it's so important that we talk about these things like openly and honestly, like, you know, what are the biases? What are the thoughts that make me not want to go to the yoga class? And what's so funny, Lucy, is when I was ready to kind of give up because I'm like, oh, you know, like, like. I feel better, but it's such an effort and, ah, you know, again, the battle in the mind. And then what do they do? They put the yoga class immediately after the spin class I teach. Like I cannot, in, I cannot walk out that class. Cause there's like, there is no excuse under the sun. No excuse, no excuse no. at all. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> go. And, um, but I, you know, I, I'm so glad that we can have these conversations because, you know, all of us think this way, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to go. Right. And then you're like, and then you go in the debate. Well, if I don't go next week's going to be harder. Oh, well, I could just quit. Well, no, but then my back pain, I like, then I'll get stiff again. I don't want to do that. You know, these are the things that go through our heads. And the thing that I have found is just to write it in your planner or put an alarm on your phone and don't think just go. Just do it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think it's probably a little different for yoga instructors than for you as a spin instructor, because you're probably doing everything with your students in spin class. And in yoga, you know, depending on the class, you know, you demonstrate some, but you might walk around some and, you know, help different students with different things. And even if you're doing it with the class, it's different because you're leading the class and you're talking. And so you're not, as an instructor, you're not getting the, all the benefits of like you would, if you took a yoga class, like I went and did this morning, but about a month or so ago, I noticed it was a Friday afternoon and I was just really down in the dumps. I mean, didn't want to get off the couch. I was tired. I was grumpy. And I, I didn't really even want to watch Netflix. I just wanted to lie on the couch. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but that's, that to me with my personality and my life tells me, okay, I need to pause and say, what's going on. Right, what's going on? And, here? and I started to, to kind of say, okay, what's going on here, Lucy. And I realized that even though I had been teaching a lot, both on my website and in person, I hadn't taken a yoga class for about 10 days at that point. And that's not good for my mental health. I need to be practicing yoga and receiving yoga and taking a class from, from our other instructors on a, on a more regular basis to maintain my mental health, especially with everything that's going on in the world. I need it more than ever. And so I realized, Oh, that's what's going on. So that was a Friday afternoon. So Saturday morning, I went and took yoga from one of our other instructors and I felt great. It's just, (laughs) duh. (laughs) This is what I do for a living. I've been teaching since 2009 and I have to remind myself, Hey, Luce, you need to go to yoga. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, you know, thankfully, you know, I do have to teach from the bike, you know, because I, you know, but I'm also one of those people that I can't sit on the sidelines. Like I have to jump right in. Like I would probably trying to teach, you know, when I do incorporate yoga into my, you know, or I do my 30 minutes of yoga after my spin class, I'm like trying to tell people what to do from downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I, you know, but it's, it's fun. And, and, you know, that's the thing is like, people don't, people think, oh, I have to go to the gym to work out, or I go to take class because I want to lose weight, or I want to be flexible. And I'm like, you know, everybody's missing the bigger picture, truly, which is, I go to the gym to have fun. Exactly. You know, I go and when I take a Zumba class and I don't know my right from my left and I bump into people, you know, it's like, oh, well, too bad. So sad. Like, you know, I'm having fun. You know, I'm not breaking anybody's ankle, knocking into them, but you know, you, you, you have to get in the right mindset, you know, and when we talk about, you know, like the mindfulness of yoga, I want to really impart to people that you don't go to the gym to work out like, oh, I got to go work out versus I'm going to go have fun. Exactly. And if you view whatever form of exercise you're doing as a drudgery and something you have to do, you're not going to stick with it. Right. But if it's something that you truly enjoy, and I think that's so important. And, you know, yoga may not be for everybody and spin may not be for everybody, but I would just encourage people find something you enjoy, whether it's running or hiking or riding your bike, whatever it is, walking, find something you enjoy, because if you enjoy it, you're going to stick with it. If it's a drudgery and you think, oh, I have to go do this, you won't stick with it. And it's not contributing really to your quality of life. I mean, you may be building muscles, but if you're, if you're miserable while you're doing it, what's the point? Right. Well, and give yourself a chance, you know, and, and revisit some things that maybe didn't work for you. You know, that's the one thing that I learned about workouts is like, yeah, some days I don't feel like spinning. Some days I don't feel like yoga. Sometimes I don't feel like Zumba. Some days I don't feel like, you know, swimming, but here's the thing. I got a list to choose from 
and they make me feel alive and they bring joy into my life and freedom and play. You know, like I feel like a little kid when I'm out there swimming or I'm, you know, dancing around to Zumba and I'm terrible because there's a reason Zumba came from South America and not Poland where my people are from. You want a polka around the room? I'm your girl. Um, I want to thank you, Lucy, for being my guest today. How can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, my website is pajamayogawithlucy.com, and that's Lucy with an I. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And then if you're ever in Tyler, Texas, I teach in-person classes at Living Well Holistic Counseling and Wellness Center. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm looking at your your pajama yoga on there. And man, that girl on the cover looks like me. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I wear. Black loggings, a big top. We love the pajama yoga and um, you've got on-demand classes for your convenience. That's pretty yes. cool. And you get to choose your yoga class and you pay once for all classes. That's really cool. It's $15 a month. And I, I, I drop three classes a week. And then when you join, you have access to my library of more than 200 previous classes. So you can just pick and choose and do the ones, do the ones you like as many times as you want to, and then do the new ones when they come out. And it's very, it's very low key and very real life. It's not scripted and not edited. My dogs are in the videos with me. I was recording a video earlier this week and our neighbor behind us started mowing and one of my dogs ran out to the fence and started running along the fence line, barking and chasing the mower. And, you know, that's life, right? That's life. And we just, we just keep on trucking. Oh, so I love that. It's, I it's love a that. lot of fun. I love it. So you guys go to pajama yoga with lucy.com. That's L U C I. You can practice anytime, anywhere. And this is, I think really good for people, especially if you're, you just want to start out and you really don't want to join a gym and you don't want to be out with, you know, some classes have too many people in it, you know, or they smell funny. That's my big thing is like, I'm really sensitive to smells. So I don't want to be with people smelling funny. Um, I, I can't focus. I'm like this guy next to me stunk so bad and I'm like dude like here's some deodorant like just (laughs) do not put your arms over your head because you're killing us all so I can't be in classes a lot of times and then I also have this weird sense of humor and sometimes it comes out of my mouth which makes for a great radio host does not make for a great person in yoga because when I start giggling Kathy's like Sandra stop it because when I start giggling she starts giggling and then the whole class starts giggling and then we have to do laughing yoga um and that's totally cool too that's totally cool too so thank you Lucy for being my guest today pajama yoga with Lucy l-u-c-i dot com check it out you'll be glad you did and you don't have to deal with Franken legs anymore we'll be back again next week We're glad you joined us for Powered Up Talk Radio. Each week, we share innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. See you next time on Powered Up Talk Radio.